It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one, one blind minute, minute at a time. time. <laughs> I'm Scott Artist with no, Scott I'm putting crickets in there. <laughs> crickets go in there because I can't believe you're doing this again. <laughs> Seriously, you're, I'm going to have to put your microphone on a timeout. And then it can come back in when I find it's good and ready. I'll just talk loud enough to get hiccup, pick up your microwave. Your microwave. <laughs> How much rum have you had today? Your microphone. How much rum have you had, really? Well, I took a vacation day, so I spent the day in the cellar. Getting hammered? Yeah. I'm Scott Artist from scottartist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from blackpearlminute.com. Heather, brought to you by Bevmo. Get all your favorite rum. <laughs> And drink it on the spot. Okay, don't drink it on the spot. We don't endorse drinking unpaid for rum at Bevmo. No, so don't we drink don't it on do the spot. That. No. Drink it in the safety of your home. Yeah, that's the best place. Alone in the dark. Alone? Thanks for joining us for minute 133 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Apparently, this move to remove the bride auction from the Pirates of the Caribbean theme park ride continues to create some mini uproars. Not many is in M A N Y, but many uproars, miniature uproars. There, miniature. miniature uproars. The other day at the D twenty three Expo, a group of disgruntled purists were shouting their displeasure at the conference. They were using the same line that the pirate says in the ride: "We wants the redhead." So fans, <laughs> not happy with the change, began shouting, "We wants the redhead!" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> oh, those creative activists out there! They are like. Little Imagineers amongst themselves being so creative with their little chants. I don't want to get into an irritated place myself. And if you do want to get irritated along with me, you can listen to my rant on episode 123. I think that's what it was. If you haven't heard it, and that's about the whole ride change. Yeah. I stand by my words on that, and I'm all for adding the strong female pirate element. But we don't have to do so at the cost of ditching a part of the ride that has gone down in pop culture history. And is not even a reflection on modern society or an endorsement of anything. It's just tongue-in-cheek pirate fun. That's it. And yes, I understand periodic refurbishments and changes with rides are normal. But this one was even in the movie. Come on. Let's let's cut a little slack. Yeah. Hey, maybe it didn't. The Maybe the banner didn't make the final cut to the movie. But hey, it was there. Hey, we I see it. We inferred it. Giselle and Scarlet slapped him. Exactly. Come on. Bride auction. Look at that. I did that without even stabbing anyone with my cutlass talking about that irritating thing. Good job. Well, that's because Heather doesn't count. Anybody else I didn't stab. So I, I went... forgot to say ow. <laughs> You've been stabbed so many times now that yeah, you I just, just forget don't even... now. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's just another stabbing. <laughs> just another stabbing in the studio. It's just kidding. I don't stab her that much. Every once in a while, but not a lot. So don't call anybody. In the previous minute, the newly jilted and suddenly single Commodore Norrington explains to Gillette that he should be patient as it will only take a day or two to swing by Tortuga, place a healthy but not too expensive bid on an available winch at the oh-so-popular bright auction. 
Sold to the Navy man in the back with all the brocade. It's the finest match a few pieces of eight can buy, and hell, the nuptials can be consummated at the nearby Faithful Bride Tavern before shipping off in a not-so-hot pursuit of the infamous Captain Jack Sparrow. While Norrington gets his groove on, Governor Swan gives his backhanded approval. Will gets his kiss on, Elizabeth catches a pirate, and Jack flies like a sparrow. Minute 133 begins with Captain Jack Sparrow landing on the deck of the Black Pearl. After being greeted by Joshmi Gibbs, Jack asks, Thought you were supposed to keep to the code. Gibbs replies, We figured there were more actual guidelines. The minute ends with Jack at the wheel of the Black Pearl. Now bring me that horizon. Well, he didn't really say it like that, but I did. So you just quiet down over there. Oh, that's ridiculous. Jack begins to hum. A pirate's life for me. Dot, dot, dot. Because we kind of leave things off right there with the humming. Is humming like words? So I do I do the dot, dot, dot with hums? Or do I do humming? I don't, I'm not sure about that. How does that work? That was, that was not right. <laughs> How does the dot, dot, dots work is really what I'm saying. Is it code, like guidelines, or is it law that's strict with the... Dot, dot, dots. It's got to be... It's the middle of a song, so it's got to be dot, 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 dot. Okay, dot, dot, dot. Because he's humming it at this point. He's not really saying any words. Okay. No, 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 no. Here we go. The big takeaway from this minute is that Jack gets the girl. Will got the girl, or Elizabeth got the boy. However you want to shine a light on that romantic movie ending. Just being... Elizabeth got the boy. Fair to everybody out there. Okay, if that's how you want to say it, you want to empower Elizabeth, go for it. Okay, I'm, I'm agreeing. It's okay. But the last main character that needs his story wrapped up is Captain Jack Sparrow. And not to leave him out for getting his heart's desire, Jack gets the pearl in the end. He does. After he lands on his butt. Exactly. I don't. I didn't see any symbol there, so I guess it's just him landing on his butt. This is the Jack gets the girl moment to officially put an end to Act 3 of the movie. If we want to dabble in cliche moments, then this movie isn't... Complete unless he regains control of the pearl, which, if you remember, is also his freedom. Right. It's representing of his freedom. Oh, so you're okay with this symbolic thing because Jack said it? Well, it is. But I come up with something and it's just pure nonsense? Not always. But most of the time? Well, the bell tower is kind of nonsense. You're saying like batting like 25%, it sounds like. I don't like that. The audience can walk out of the theaters. Well, I guess they could walk out of the theaters in 2003 anyways. Yeah. With a smile on their faces, not ticked off and irritated that Jack got stiffed from getting his ship back after a decades-long search. We didn't get that. Nope. We actually come out with smiles. We go, we got it. Oh, yay for Jack. Now, here's where things take a bit of a tumble on the reality spectrum. And I'm a little hesitant to go here after the beatdown I've been suffering. Last minute. It's really this week so far. And it's only been one episode. We're only in episode number two. And I feel like I've been beat down like a... Scabrous dog, a scurvy dog. It happened dog. a couple of times last week, too. See? Seriously. Jack just doesn't get the girl. But he gets that romantic moment with the pearl. That movie kiss. Just like Will and Elizabeth got. Now, I think I'm pretty grounded when I say this. This isn't some crazy crackpot idea like you always seem to think I have. And you always have. Jack approaches the ship's wheel and gently puts his hands on it, almost caressing it. It's an emotionally sensual moment. The overwhelming feeling of him finally succeeding in getting his ship back. It really is just a metaphorical kiss. I'm not saying he kisses it. Obviously, he's not really kissing it, right? Right. That's why I said it like that. It's a metaphorical kiss. Because I know you'll jump all over my idea if I didn't like I, I won't. put the lawyer term in there that it was metaphorical. But he does seem to give it that kiss. I said Jack lovingly caresses the pearl. 
It's been a long time. Hallelujah. She has seen the light. That's amazing. There you go. Did you look at my notes and said, I'm going to throw Scott a bone because I've been really mean to him? No. Did you hear my, it's been a long time, old girl? Well, there you go. That fits, actually. Uh Uh-huh. That really does fit. But I also think it's in Jurassic Park. Been a long time, old girl? Maybe not. Maybe he calls one of the dinosaurs old girl. No, I got to think about that because you're right. Clever girl. Oh, clever girl. The guy is hunting the velociraptors. Can't think of his name right now. And he's hiding. And then he sees that it's a diversion. And he says, clever girl. Okay. There you go. There you go. Solved. Mystery solved. But bravo for attempting a movie reference, hey, even though I, I had tried. to step in. <laughs> it's like Jack comes on board the Pearl and lovingly caresses the wheel, and he says, ah, you clever girl. Jurassic Park, exactly. there we go. Now I can there make it for you. That's better. I don't really like that, but I'm going to do it just because <laughs> I think you needed the help. Now, I wasn't sure how far I really wanted to take things, but if I was prone to craziness, let's just pretend that I'm you are prone to craziness. I said, let's just pretend. I just might draw a comparison between the ship's wheel... And possibly a, do I dare say, woman's breast? Arr! Now, seriously, whoa, hold on there. I said, hold on. Don't give me those eyeballs in here. I said, if I was a crazy person, I might say that. Seriously, look at the handles on the wheel. There's a little nub at the end. <laughs> There's a nub. It's just a design. A nibble, if you want to call it that. A nibble at the end. I didn't go there. I just said a nibble, a nub. But given I don't allow my mind to wander like that, I won't go there. I won't take things that far. Thank you. That was an did. E- that was an example of something that some people out there might see, but I'm glad I'm not like that. I was just pointing it out so others uh-huh. didn't feel bad about themselves uh-huh. when they saw that he was lovingly caressing and having that kiss moment with the ship. That there's, I don't know, like I said, some people might see that, others don't. I'm not one of them, but I didn't want those who were out there who do to feel bad so if you're not one inclusive. of them why would you bring it up because so they didn't feel bad that's what i just said didn't didn't you yeah, hear but how would you even know hey i talked to the listeners i i, I helped them i see and i didn't want them to feel bad if they thought you about helped that. them with their metaphors yeah i do okay part of you euphemisms 101 class that i teach <laughs> we started off with the big moment but then there are a lot of interesting things to discuss and not when i say big moments that's not the big moments of the handles of the wheel But there are really things to discuss before we get to, let me caress your handles a bit. And again, if I was prone to that kind of stuff, I'm not. So I'm just saying. Gibbs and the Motley crew come back for Jack. They are mostly honorable pirates. Sure, they didn't want to stick around in case things got ugly. Well, it could have been bad for them. With Norrington. Yeah. And the Navy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're not complete scalawags, though. Scalawags or scally? Scalawags. Both. You can be scallywags and there's scallywags. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Okay. I got to do everything. Pirate word of the freaking week. I got to command and helm the show. It's like, you know what? I should get the big hat well, with the feather in it. You know, you've been saying scallywags all this time. Hey, I just like throw in a different I like term. to throw it up. Arr! Not throw it up. I like to I know you like up. to throw it up. How dare you? They do come back because I want to get back to where we were going before you took this minute off course. They do come back to get Jack the hell out of Port Royal. There is some honor and loyalty there, especially with Gibbs having some sway amongst the crew. I think he's able to persuade them to come back after Jack. There are a number of running themes that we've touched on in the movie, and this idea that the code or rules or even laws or mere guidelines, it really spans many characters, but the catalyst is Barbosa. 
Barbosa passes on this advice to Elizabeth in the beginning of the movie. We watch it move from one character to another as Elizabeth passes it to Gibbs, who then ultimately passes it on to the crew that the code is guidelines, not actual rules. Right. Or rules, not whatever it is. You know what I'm saying. Did I screw that up somehow? I don't know what happened there. Elizabeth also passes it to Will in a way, since he strives to help Jack escape the gallows. And then she passes it along to Governor Swan. Governor Swan then steps in to speak for Norrington and basically passes that advice on to Norrington, which causes him to admit Will won Elizabeth's heart and then gets Will his freedom and gives Jack that extra time to escape. So everybody kind of got this idea of rules and laws are guidelines to a point. Because if it weren't for Elizabeth passing that advice to Gibbs, I mean, maybe, just maybe, they wouldn't have come back for Jack. Maybe. I mean, we'll never really know. But it is fun to think that all this idea, this one thing, originated with our villain, Barbosa. And it's unfortunate that he mangled the real intention of it, or that it becomes, because he wanted to use this idea for evil. Right. It's like Anakin in the dark side of the force. Barbosa spread this idea he used as a tool to satisfy his greed, and now everyone else is using it to do a little good in the world, to set the record straight. So I thought that that was an interesting connection of how this running theme moved from Barbosa and just spread, just spread out amongst everybody. everybody in the now movie. Now the whole world knows that rules are made to be broken. Are made to be broken. And that's where it came They're from. They're just guidelines. Exactly. Rather than actual rules. Tell the cop that the next time he pulls you over. Sorry. It's just a guideline. Yeah. Not an actual rule. That would be I think funny he would turn do. around and say, it's an actual rule. That would be funny to, to It do would, that. but I don't want the ticket from it. I think if he's already given you a ticket, you might as well joke it around with that a bit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just joke around with oh, them a okay. little bit. See what happens. Okay. I don't I'll, endorse I'll that for you, you guys. That? I'll do it. I'm not going to get a ticket, though. Neither am I. I don't have much on the hat, but I do love the idea that Cotton gives Jack his tricorn back. It's that you are the only true captain of the Pearl kind of moment there. Welcome back. Take your place at the helm of the ship. Your yeah. ship. Yeah. It's a nice moment that shows Jack is not a captain by force, but by respect. And I thought right. that was pretty cool. The crew respect him and his leadership and are willing to follow his lead. And I think that was kind of appropriate for that moment. Especially since they turned back. It really backs up that idea that they turned back to... Rescue come, him because yeah, they come respect rescue him. him. Exactly. Plus, Jack without his hat, it does not work for me. Well, Anna Maria can't captain the Black Pearl anyway. She doesn't know how to sail. Yeah, she we didn't. discovered that. Elizabeth was a better point, sailor than yes. Anna Maria. But Jack without his hat really is like Indiana Jones without his hat. It is simple blasphemy. But you can check out our colleagues at Indiana Jones Minute if you want Indiana Jones stuff. But it is interesting that Cotton was also the one who threw Jack the rope and gives Jack his hat. wonder what that's all about. Special bond between Cotton and Jack. Cotton likes Jack. Yeah, he's buttering him up for something. Trying to show he understands him, even though he can't talk. Exactly. Well, he can talk through his parrot. Through his parrot. It gots me a problem, though, with this minute. A real problem. I'm not going to go so far as your film noir incident that happened last week. I got me a problem with this minute, you see. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go that far. Are you sure? I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. It. It's not a big problem. Okay, maybe it is. But it almost ruined the minute for me. So I'm glad there are so many other elements here that distracted me. But this small, innocuous direction from Verbinski in this minute must have been pulled out of the hat while blindfolded because it makes no sense to me whatsoever. None. It's when Anna Maria approaches Jack, puts his jacket on him, And holds his shoulders. For way too long. It's this weird over-the-top moment that completely trashes the relationship these two established earlier in the movie. When Jack was 
recruiting the Motley crew, there's this tension between them. She does not like him. Right. This moment here, when they rescue Jack and he comes on board, it completely is off the mark from that relationship that they built and established. Did you notice that? I mean, seriously. Yeah. It sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like really a odd. sore cotton's parrot. Yeah. God's sakes. No way Anna Maria does a 180 on her appreciation for Jack. There's no. just no way. Absolutely no way. Not for a minor character. Because <laughs> now I'm going to go from actual movie stuff to characters and actors here. But not for a minor character who has had practically zero interaction with Jack after being recruited in this movie. I don't believe it. I don't believe she would be so amenable to him with this. Right. And, and she's basically giving up the pearl to Jack here. That's Making right. him captain. But she's supposed to be captain of the Pearl. Now, in reality... That's what you said. I never said that. And Jack never promised the Pearl to her. He promised her ship. The Interceptor. Okay, but still. That just doesn't default to the Pearl. Okay. The mighty Pearl. I know we've had this heated discussion before. Well, that's the only ship that's left. But he didn't promise her that one. He'd have to promise her another ship. Not just, like, give her this one. It would default to Gibbs, if anything. That's just my stance on that. Okay. We won't won't go back there. We've already visited that. I'm already getting a little perturbed now. Anna Maria doesn't like Jack. He stole her boat. The only way she joined the crew was because Will promised her the Interceptor. And the Interceptor was destroyed. She was almost killed in the battle with the Pearl. And I'm not saying that we saw anything, but just the fact that there was all of this happening, she could have been killed. Right. Then she was taken prisoner by Barbosa, And now you're telling me she has... Just joined ranks with the rest of the crew and picking up Jack. Okay, you know, I can accept that she goes along with this plan. But to take things to a point where she is chummy chummy with him? No way. No. She might put on a fake smile and do her duty. But but giving him his jacket and a flirtatious touch? I don't think so. No. Seriously. Because she's got this touchy-feely, smiley look on her, too. It's it's like, what the hell? She's a pirate scorned. And still has no boat or ship of her own, thanks to Jack. It's way too over the top. Maybe have her snarl and then crack a half smile as she hands him his jacket. And that's only if you want or needed her really in the scene to do something. Otherwise, for instance, give it to Marty. She can hang out in the background. Have Marty give the jacket or somebody. Take the cotton road again. Have cotton give him the jacket. Yeah. Just my humble opinion, though. That really was not, did not fit. That just seriously did not fit. No. Completely out of character. It was for, weird. For and the only her. thing I can think of is she's acting that way so he pe- keeps her part of his crew or something along those lines. But No way she weird. would want to stay part of the crew. She'd want to go off and get her own ship. If he's not going to deliver the ship, then no way she's yeah. sticking around. That was just not right. Yeah. That was an oversight. Yeah. So yeah. That was just like, what? That was boggling my mind so when weird. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't work for me. I do want to mention the cool on-the-fly stunt the crew rigged up, and it wasn't something they planned to do, but needed something to fit the scene of Jack coming aboard the Pearl. So the stunt crew rigged up this idea without any real planning and made that spectacular fly from the ocean onto the deck scene happen, which is pretty cool. It was pretty cool. That fits perfectly with our previous all-swashbuckler minute. This is the stuff of classic silver screen movies, and it's the last stunt or action piece in the movie, actually. Right. But the way he lands is so Jack-like. Yeah, that's right the thing. on his butt. Yeah, they take the swashbuckler hero moment at the very end, the very last stunt scene. But then 
He almost has it, and he doesn't stick the landing. It's like we're watching the Olympics, and we're like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a perfect 10. Oh, oh, they didn't stick the landing. Yeah, that just didn't happen. It really is this kind of cool, spectacular, let's end the moment on something fun, though. Yeah. Because Jack launched out of the water and into the arms of the Pearl, or do I say into its voluptuous handles of the ship's wheel. Cut. That's if I thought like that, but I yeah. don't. Uh-huh. Of course, there's only one way to wrap up this minute, and that's with Jack's line. Now bring me that horizon. Now bring me that horizon. Na, 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 na. This is a great keystone line for the end of the film, because I'm trying to really avoid what just happened there. Because <laughs> you scared everybody. And it's all thanks to Johnny Depp, who came up with that line, Now bring me that horizon. Apparently, this was not in the movie as of 6 a.m. the day of the shoot. So for something not in the script and for something not even written by Terry and Ted or even written the original screenplays that predated that by Stuart and Jay and who are credited with screen stories, it's all their favorite line. This is their favorite line. I may have even heard Johnny Depp and Verbinski talking about it saying that that was their favorite line as well. Huh. But it just clicks and it's not that it only sets up, say, for further adventures of Captain Jack Sparrow. But it's also that perfect freedom moment. Jack has the pearl back and he's off to take advantage of that freedom. It reminds me of that opening to Star Trek, actually. To Bully Go Where No Man Has Gone Before. Or for those next generation folks out there, where no one has gone before. (laughs) But it really is reminiscent of that explorer attitude. Yeah. That explorer persona and character. So that's what I thought about that. What did you think about that? I thought thought you put me on the spot. (laughs) I did put you on the spot the best line and you don't have anything to say about it how dare you I thought it was a pretty cool line actually I send you to the deep and I know that I tease the the end of the movie and usually you get that with the very end and the kiss and then how I said okay it didn't happen in the cave it didn't happen with Will and Elizabeth and it kind of does happen with Captain Jack Sparrow getting the kiss or the pearl back. Yeah. That symbolic moment, that metaphor there. And with a powerful line like that, now bring me that horizon, you'd almost think that the movie would end right there. Right. But it doesn't. It's like they teased us one more time, but it's almost worth it. I don't have a problem with them not ending right on that powerful line. Right. Where you think that it would normally end, that... Then it would go black black, and the credits would roll. But they don't. These guys are like the masters at like, oh, it's almost there. (laughs) You're like, what the hell is it? Because you could be sitting there for another hour and you wouldn't know. Like, is it what's going on here? Yeah. But it's right there. And we're going to have to talk about what happens in the next minute because he starts to hum the trademark for the movie, basically. The song. It's a pirate's life for me. Which is a really cool callback. Not just to the movie when he learned about the song from Elizabeth on yeah. Rum Runner's Isle, but to the freaking Pirates of the Caribbean theme park attraction, because I wanted to say freaking one freaking. more time. One as more. an ode to last week with my Scott Word of the Week freaking. Yeah. But it really is that great moment and that callback to the ride that Captain Jack Sparrow is now really referencing the ride himself and his love for the song. It really yeah. brings it home. Yeah. And then we'll see it in the next minute how far it really goes but i thought it's a good start to the end yeah and how they're really kind of setting up like i said further adventures of captain jack sparrow even i don't think that they were really thinking about sequels at this point when they were making the movie because they weren't sure what was going to happen this is a pirate movie this is resurrecting a dead genre right they had no clue right and johnny depp wasn't even that big of a megastar or he wasn't a megastar like that right this movie propelled him into that status 
So they weren't necessarily planning on that until the movie comes out and it starts doing really well. And they're like, okay, I think we got something here. Yeah. We resurrected the genre. We made it unique and now we're capitalizing on that. And so that's when it happens. So they were kind of leaving it off as he's going to go do his pirate thing. We may not see any more of Jack Sparrow, but they left it open. They were smart enough to leave it open for that. Yeah, just in case. But smart enough to say... He's a real pirate now. He's got his ship back. He's going to go do what he does and yeah. be a pirate. And that was pretty cool. He's got his freedom back and he's going to make that happen. Yeah. He's going to have fun with that. I like when he finally, oh, I'm captain again. These people are meandering about. So then he starts ordering them about. It says, on deck, you scabbers dogs. Hands to the braces. Let go and haul to run free. Well, he's taking charge then. Yeah. And that's. In a respectful way. It's funny because it is a comedic moment. They respect him. He comes back and takes Captain. And then he kind of treats him in a stereotypical way that for him is more tongue-in-cheek. Because you know that he doesn't really say that kind of stuff to his crew. Yeah. But he's almost playing the part of a pirate as a pirate. Right. Oh, this is what they would expect me to do. As I'm now back on board and Captain of the Pearl that I haven't been a captain of a ship in 10 years. Yeah. Now they expect me to... Portray that typical stereotypical pirate as a non-stereotypical pirate that Captain Sparrow is. Because he's everything but that typical pirate. But he steps up at the very end and becomes the typical pirate captain that you would expect him to order his crew about. And then everybody starts like going around in circles and almost running into each other. And Yeah, I like that. That's good. It was pretty cute. Cute? Oh my god. Well, that's all I got. That's it for me. And it's so hard to believe that minute 133 is the last full minute. And there's something with that. This is the last full minute of the movie, at least for our breakdown, where there's a complete minute of nothing but film. Yeah. The next minute, we get a little film and some credits. So it's a mixed mash of stuff. But since we still have some film, I can't really shed my tears yet. Not yet. And then we still have some credits to roll through, which we're going to bring to you. One minute at a time. Not just that, but one blimey minute at a time. (laughs) So yeah, we'll do it. We'll complete it. We'll go through that because we still got an end credit. So I guess there is some more film coming up after we get past minute 134. You'll have to stay tuned for that. And then we'll start talking about all the cool things that are coming and all the upcoming stuff. We'll be back tomorrow with minute 134 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum out there. Come on, just do it for me. Do it for me. Now, where's that grog? You asked that, and it's strange because you pick up your empty glass and go, where's that grog? Like, I haven't been drinking any. <laughs> you, ha- you have. And I'm saying you because I was acting like oh. you haven't. You got to catch on here. Too much grog. See what it does to your mind? This is your brain. This is your brain on grog. <laughs> Do I need to go back to like old 80s commercials? Jeez, come Nobody on. knows what that is. They'll have to look it up. Heather, no surprise to find you in the tavern with a tankard full of rum in your hand. What was that for? You said you were going to meet me at the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute Cursed Listeners Crew Facebook group hours ago. I was? Mother's love! Why'd you slap me again? That's for not reminding people how to contact us. Get to it, you filthy bilge rat! Man, I obviously get no respect around here. So, Scallywags, thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. 
And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are on blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy. Music